As Father Kevin said, uh, my name is Father Zach Weber, and some people ask, well, how do you spell your last name? Uh, well, it's 1B like the grill, so that's my last name is Weber. Uh, and then usually people ask, uh, how tall is that guy? He looks pretty tall, 6'4", uh, and then usually the next thing is, is he old, is he young? I don't really know, I'm 35, um, and that is that. So now you kind of notice the basics. Um, but I'm, uh, I just recently came here last summer, and it was in the middle of the pandemic and came to the campus uh, to be the chaplain at, at the Newman Center, which is right across from the library. And it's a place, the Newman Center is really a place for uh, college students um, to either encounter God or to stay in love and remain with God. We know that the college campus is probably one of the most toxic and anti, anti-Catholic uh, places. It's not very open uh, to Christianity right now. And it's, it's a very, very difficult time to be a Catholic, let alone be a Christian, or even say, I believe in God. And I felt called to be a priest when I was in college. When I was in my sophomore year in college, I was playing baseball, kind of doing the college thing. Everyone said, party, girls, and, and, you know, and, and just make it look like you have it all together and kind of be a jerk and you'll be happy. And the, the, the problem was, I wasn't. I wasn't happy. And during that sophomore year in college, my brother also invited me to go to the first annual Men of Christ conference, which was in Milwaukee. And I, I kind of went to that, that conference, you know, knowing little, if anything, about Christianity, yet somehow I was confirmed to be Catholic, which I had no idea what that meant. I was just a total robot going through the motions, probably like you from time to time. And when you come to Mass, you just don't have a clue what's going on. That was like totally me. And I went to that conference, and my, my life changed forever. You know, I, I heard a gentleman preach that day, a priest and he talked to us about what it meant to be a man, and I realized I was failing miserably at that. But I knew what he was saying was true, and he said, if you want to be a man of God, go to confession and surrender your life to Jesus today. And in my heart, I'm kind of like, that's pretty easy. I'm okay. So I did. I, went, I, went, I knew I wanted, I wanted to be set on fire. I wasn't happy. I wasn't joyful. And what he was presenting to me was the most authentic version of Catholicism I've ever heard. So I went to confession and just felt that lift. Maybe you had one of those confessions before where you, you just finally let the Lord know everything. Now, mind you, I probably went to confession once before this. So thank God for that priest who was very patient with me. Because he's probably thinking I'm like the dumbest person in the world or something. Because I didn't know what was really going on. But I, I said, I, I'm here to surrender my life to Jesus. And later that day, I heard another priest talk about his conversion. And a part of his conversion story was that he was clinically dead for three hours and came back to life by the grace of God and gave his life over to Jesus. And I, I never heard stories like this. I never heard the gospel like this before. Uh, but then it came time for Mass, and that's like when my life changed for, for sure forever, right? And, you know, something we do every single time. And, and I, I wish I could say it was the music that moved me, but it wasn't the music. And I wish I could say it was the readings, the Word of God, which I love the Word of God, but it wasn't that. It was something that you and I do every single time you come to Mass, but I think I had to go to confession to hear Jesus speak to me in a way I could simply and humbly understand him. It was the Bishop of Milwaukee who was the, the main celebrant that day. And now he's uh, Cardinal Dolans for these in he's, in he's in New York now. And he's behind the altar like we do every single Mass. And he has that simple piece of bread in his hand. And I just felt the whole room change as he said these words and spoke the words of institution. He said, this is my And I just felt so much love radiating from that host. All of the hardness in my heart, all of my lack of authenticity and transparency, all my falseness, he just shattered it all. And I just felt pure love. 
And as he's holding up Jesus and offering Jesus up for the, for the salvation of all the souls in the world, all the sins in the world, I heard a voice, not externally but internally, that this is the purpose of life. This meaning the Eucharist, giving your life away. And then I heard the words, and you are called to be a priest. And I wish I could say, you know, I, I just ran to the vocation director and found out how can I sign up. But, you know, I was scared because I didn't know much. I went into this conference knowing very little. All I knew was barely maybe a Hail Mary. I, I, don't, even, I don't think I ever heard of the, the Glory Be before. And maybe I could have stumbled through an Our Father. But like Father Kevin said, like the Lord can do a lot with a little, right? Nothing is impossible for God. But because I didn't know much about the faith, I ran as far as I could, and I've done so many things I'm ashamed of, I'm not proud of. Just like St. Paul said in our, in, our, in our second reading today, you know, I urge you, brothers and sisters, live in a manner worthy of the call that's been given to you, and I was not, clearly. But over the next three, four, five years, I just really asked the Lord, are you really calling me? And I am so grateful that by the grace of God, I said, yes, I love being a priest. But I also know the challenge that a lot of these college students are going through, and maybe you're going through, just the world being so bombarded with negativity and judgment and anger and frustration and addictions. You know, college students, it's so, so hard to remain faithful. They are told, maybe not here, but maybe other places, but this is what I hear, you go to college, you can do everything you want to do, and you'll be happy. Yet the thing we see is depression rates have never been higher and suicide rates have never been higher, especially amongst teenagers and college-age students. And they're rejecting God at the same time. Statistically speaking, this is the statistic that was told me last year, and it was that the friends that a college student makes their freshman year or sophomore year or when they transfer to a new school, but the friends they make the first two weeks will be their friends in the next four to six years of college, depending on how long it takes them to graduate. And that could be like a really, really positive thing, but knowing how, how toxic our culture is, how anti-God our culture is, that's pretty scary. So one thing that I've been, I'm, I'm working on at the Newman Center, and the Newman Center, again, is a place for our students to rest. It's a place for them to rejuvenate, to pray, to study, have food, coffee, whatever. But the thing is, people don't walk into buildings anymore. They just don't do that. Our world has scared people straight, like straight out of buildings. So what I'm doing at the Newman Center right now is I'm, I'm just fundraising. I'm not asking for your money. I'm just letting you know what I'm up to. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm going to pour a bunch of asphalt in the back of the building for a deck and it, it, like a basketball court type area because we need to meet people where they're at. Most people strictly are not ready for even a conversation about God, let alone Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. So we figure if we're outside more, we can meet them more on their turf and talk about what it's like to be a, a Christian what it's like to mean to have something instead of nothing, like creation. What are those, those basic questions? We just figure if we're outside more, we're way, we're way more inviting. And that's something that we're working on at the Newman Center. The second thing I want to talk about today is a program that this parish started. Uh, when Father Kevin was Deacon Kevin, uh, he came up by me when I was in Anago. That's where I was before I came down here. And we did a program called Fit Shepherds. And the Fit Shepherds is not necessarily, necessarily like a major discipleship program. But it, what it is... It's a program where men get together every single Saturday morning at 7 a.m. sharp, and they work out together. One statistic I want to sh- just tell you, because I, th- I think it's so important, because it's for anybody 12 and older, is that when a woman brings her children to church, and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, these are just statistics, 
When a woman brings her children to church without her husband, or maybe he's passed, whatever, whatever the situation might be, the chance of her children remaining Christians, this is all denominations, is 5 to 10%, like the rest of their life, 5 to 10%. But when the dad brings them, no, no pressure to the baptism over here, uh, when the dad brings them, the chance of that child being a lifelong follower of Jesus, a lifelong Christian, goes up 50 to 80%. Women have been doing so much work and amazing work in the church, but uh, men, we've just become lazy in general. Ah, the, the women can do it. We, we need to work together. We need unity, right? And one thing we notice uh, with Fitz Shepherds, it helps build that bridge. So this upcoming Saturday at 7 a.m., I want to challenge and invite all the men here to come. We're going to do a beginner's workout, so I'll be doing a beginner's workout, so very, very elementary. And if you're thinking, I don't know if I can come, well, if you can walk, you can work out, okay? If you can walk, you can work out. And also, if you're thinking, I'm pretty advanced, I go to the gym all the time, I'll kick your butt, I don't care, I can add, I can add advanced pieces to this workout. But the thing is, we've got to do things differently. I'm not talking about the liturgy, I'm talking about building fellowship. For some people to walk into church doors, it's just not going to happen, but they might meet you in the, per- in the parking lot. And this is, again, meant to help, help challenge us and hold us accountable and I've just seen this, this program called Fit Shepherds work really well and help build stronger men who are encouraging one another and, and, and helping one another find deeper purpose, deeper freedom in Christ Jesus. But again, 90% of the workout is physical, 10% is spiritual. So we're not doing all this high, high praise worship stuff. We're just meeting people where they're at. And you look at gyms and they're packed, and you look at pews and they're empty. That's just not okay. So that means we've got to go out and get them. But maybe... We don't have to go so far. Maybe we just have to go outside of our doors and ask people, 7 a.m., what are you doing? You want to work out? And then usually what happens is the women get jealous and they say, well, what about us? It's coming. <laughs> Father Kevin and I are going to work on that. You guys are so blessed to have a priest who will do anything for you to help you encounter Jesus. And he's, he's helping get this program going. And we do have a, a women's program called Faustina Fit. Uh, that'll come. That'll come. But the men got to pull their weight. We've been, we've been just getting our butts kicked by being lazy. So I want to challenge all the men here, 12 and older, to come every Saturday morning, but grow in fellowship. But come instead of like, oh my gosh, what would happen? What if they're all more in shape than me? What if you actually meet someone who can help you on your journey? What if you ask that question of going on Saturday, what good could happen? And usually it takes a few workouts to kind of get the hang of things because you've got to get past that, that, that hard, hard phase. But the guys there are very encouraging. and It's been good. Usually we average between 15 and 30 guys working out here every time. It's been very encouraging. Uh, but we need to do a beginner's workout to get more to come. And I, in my time here in Oshkosh, I felt very encouraged. I just want to say thank you for welcoming me. And I, I hope to be around more often. Um, but once the, the semester starts, we, go, we just got to go crazy and go get people. Um, so it's pretty busy uh, once the semester starts, which is like September 8th, I believe. And I, I just want to say, again, thank you for allowing, allowing me to be here with you. Uh, thank you for being an encouraging community. And if you have any questions or would like to just chat about faith, chat about anything, um, I'll be in the, the narthex after Mass. So I just want to say thank you again for your, your graciousness to me, for welcoming here. Thank you, Father Kevin, for letting me be here at Mass. And again, um, I hope to see the guys uh, Saturday, 7 a.m. sharp. And again, if you can walk, you can work out. And if you think, hmm, I'm in shape, I will kick your butt. Thank you. Thank you.